You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. I'm Deepthi Bhaskaran, editor of personal finance at Mint, and let me introduce you to some of my team members who'll help you on this journey. Neil Burate is a mutual fund reporter. Then there is Disha Sangvi who looks at insurance. Tinish Bhasin will declutter the world of banking. Nilanjana Chakravarti and Nidhi Sena will give you smart advice on financial planning. Last but not the least, Renu Yadav will help with taxes and real estate. So let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. With Women's Day right around the corner, we have decided to address some of the milestones that occur in women's lives and how important it is for them to be financially clued in through it all. You're watching Why Not Mint Money. I'm Nilanjana from Mint's personal finance team. Today, I have my colleague Nidhi with me, and we're going to discuss two big milestones in many women's lives: getting married and having kids. But both of these need careful financial planning. Let's start by discussing marriage. Uh, you know, the thing is that with most women. This spells huge changes in their lives, but one thing that often doesn't change is how they handle their money or what their relationship with money is, because very often they go from just delegating that responsibility to their parents to delegating it to their husbands. Even if they work, they just hand that part of it over. So I think a lot of us have been guilty of this simply because it makes life easier, right? It does make life easier, uh, you know, but. the downside is that it breeds a lot of dependency whether it's financial or emotional yeah. and especially when we think about our parents generation yeah. you know uh, most of the women didn't even have their own bank accounts let alone they had no idea how to operate them from that point on there has been a huge difference mm. to this generation mm. in fact if you talk about me uh, i was so used to planning and managing my own money that marriage just didn't make a difference i right. just went on the way i did it earlier yeah i think it's just a matter of getting over the initial inhibition about managing money and mm. getting started right so okay so that brings us to the other elephant in the room which is whether or not to combine your finances with your spouse when you get married mm. it obviously varies from couple to couple but how do you think people should go about it as you said i think it uh, really varies from person to person yeah. there are uh, some of my friends who um, still maintain their separate accounts mm. even we maintain our separate accounts but a lot of others they actually have joint accounts for their uh, you know daily monthly mm. bills and expenses and things like that but uh, there are a few things that uh, you must keep in mind um, uh when you are uh, handling a bank account after marriage yeah. maybe you would like to tell us about yeah, that yeah i think that there are a couple of ways that experts recommend people do it one way to do it is to open a joint bank account and sort of take do all the expenses and the bill payments from that account but as far as investments and long term goals go keep separate you know accounts of your own and another way to do it is to sort of jointly invest for the future because it is going to be a collective future for you too but keep uh, you know sort of proportionate uh, contributions to that account so if one person makes more money they just contribute more to the investments and the other person sort of tones theirs down i think those are two great ideas absolutely i totally agree but the other thing that can really go a long way in helping out a uh, combined uh, uh, financial uh, life is 
having an open discussion between the spouses. Right. Transparency is the key, mm. I think. Mm. It really takes you a long way out. Yeah. And it can really help you uh, take your relation a long way out. Right. Yeah, that definitely. And I think now the next big milestone that we wanted to address is, of course, motherhood. That is so joyous and so beautiful and such a, a milestone in so many women's lives. But... Uh, there are so many other added responsibilities. I'm sure you understand this part and not the least of which is financial responsibility. Mm -hmm. So handling that is something that you'd be, you know, you'd be able to share with us, right? To be honest, Nilayana, I was not as well prepared as, a, as I would have liked to be when mm -hmm. I was having a child. But then there were certain basic things with that we ticked, like having a lump sum around uh, as an emergency mm. uh, corpus to for any any kind of uh, you know sudden expenses mm. and all that related to the child. And uh, the other thing that we ensured was health insurance right. for me and the baby. Yeah. Much before we planned, we ensured that we had health insurance in place. Okay. So that really helped. Mm. And in fact, some of our investments, we uh, actually started thinking about it seriously only after we uh, thought of... I'm sure uh, that happens with a lot of people. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, uh, but uh, one thing I would uh, really like to mention here is that, um, you know, uh, the market is such mm. that almost every occasion has a product which is designed around that. True. So there are uh, children insurance yeah. plans, for instance. Yeah. Um, but, you know, before you go for any such product, you really have to analyze whether you really need it for the goal that you are buying uh, it for. For mm. example, if you are saving for, say, your children's education, right. you really have to assess whether a child insurance plan is what you want. Mm. But uh, talking of insurance, uh, of course, whenever you have a child, that is the first thing that you must have. Mm. A term insurance life cover yeah. is a must to have even for the mother and especially if she is working right. because you know you you are contributing to the family mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you need to make the child financially secure even from your end. Right. Yeah, so the other thing that I think you will be able to tell us a little bit about is the maternity break. It's a sort of, you know, it takes you away from the workforce, it takes you uh, maybe it's a setback in, in some ways and of mm. course getting back is a huge you're torn between you mm. know leaving your kid at home is that how do you deal with that basically it is indeed very difficult uh, Nilajana to strike that balance of right. leaving your baby uh, at home and coming back to work and all sure. that but it is something that uh, all women most women do these days yeah. I mean uh, in this generation a lot of women prefer to keep working even after having a baby True. but uh, the fact of the matter is that if the if your break is short, the shorter the break, the easier it is to, you know, come back and reintegrate yourself in the work, uh, workforce. Right. Of course, there are challenges there in terms of, you know, attitudes and expectations mm. from your work. Naturally. But then uh, it settles down. Yeah. But the problem arises when it's a longer break. Right. The thing is that, you know, um, when you come back, mm. you may not have the opportunities that you may want to pursue. Um, uh, and uh, uh, in fact, uh, forget about the career thing, even before you come mm. back, the financial challenges, Right. you really have to be prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, I think on that note, I've had a lot of uh, sort of financial planners tell me that one way to handle that is to have a sabbatical fund in place. If you know you're going to take a sabbatical, as of course with a baby, you know that it's coming, you can start planning ahead, you can start building that fund. And while you are in the sabbatical, it can take care of a lot of your expenses. And of course, if you also want to come back uh, or a while later, it can help you reskill by taking all these vocational courses, getting some certifications so that you stay relevant even mm -hmm. 
Meanwhile, yeah. you're gone from the workforce. Yeah, in fact, it is very, very important to not become irrelevant in whichever industry you are yeah. because there are so many technological uh, advancements yeah, that, you know, even the work profiles are changing yeah. every day uh, uh, these days and you really need to be relevant to be able to come back to the true, workforce. True. You can't afford to fall off the radar at all. Absolutely, absolutely. So, overall, what are the mistakes that women should steer clear of making and what are the lessons that they should learn from these? See, largely, I'll talk about it very broadly. The first thing that uh, all of us as women, especially women, make uh, the mistake of mixing emotions with money. <laughs> and that creates a lot of mess. Yeah. Uh, it is very important to be objective about it, to keep the two matters uh, different. Family is, of course, uh, you know, the primary source of happiness for most of us. Mm. But uh, you need to ask yourself whether seeding your financial independence will make you happy in the long run, whether it works for you, for your career, money, mm. so many aspects that you have to consider. So yeah. really, it's a choice that you have to make and be very careful about it True. while making it. Laying the ground rules right at the beginning of the marriage, mm. I think it builds a lot of mutual respect and understanding that right. any marriage would need. Right. And uh, it'll also give you a voice in the relationship mm. that uh, it's it, it just uh, leads to a happy and healthy relationship, a happy and healthy marriage. Coming to the next milestone of having a kid, yeah. uh, being prepared in advance makes all the difference to secure uh, the future of your child. True. And if you think it's a little difficult for you to manage, mm. get an advisor mm. on board okay. so that you can even plan for the future of the kid. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Okay, that's all the time we have, unfortunately. Uh, thank you for watching. Why not Mint Money? We'll be back with the next episode soon. That's it for today. Thanks for listening in. We're also available on LiveMint.com. And if you're old school, then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write in to us at MintMoney at LiveMint.com. Until next time, it's bye-bye. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.